When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lost in America, episode 79. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Captain America on Twitter. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at Cap in America, as he just said. On the podcast today, we have comedian Abby Washuda joining us. Abby lived for a number of years in Germany, and we're going to find out why, what she was doing over there, if she was doing stand-up comedy there. I'm not totally sure, but she's coming in. I know her from the comedy clubs around New York City. She's a hilarious comic. She has some great shows she runs in town. She's going to be in here in a minute, but before all that... Yes. What's, what's, what's the pressing business? We got to figure out what's going on with these fake Lost in America people, this yeah. fake Lost in America podcast, what's going on with uh, Blue Shirt. This is like the OJ case all over again. This is just it, trials really dragging out. It's going and going uh, and going. I mean, I think they what happened is they looked at all, they, they interviewed all the possible jurors, yeah. threw them out, yeah. starting over. Now we got to get, no, there's no, we get in Blue Shirt. We, I've been told Blue Shirt's on the line. Yeah, huge. Very busy man today. Development Blue, how are you doing? Busy. You're busy. Okay, we won't take much of your time. That's why we called. We didn't have you into the studio. But last we left off, you were you sent us portions of the cease and desist letter that we were going to send to these lost fake lost in America people. I I I thought it looked very good. the, the, The cease and desist. Yeah, very professional. Very professional. And then we were all excited to send it. And then you ghosted us. We didn't hear from you, and then all we heard was that you t- you said in Florida, talk later, and that was it. Very brief. But now we've seen that I've been checking, and the fake Lost in America people haven't posted a new episode since March 11th. So is that – do you Cor- have anything correct. to do with that? Yeah, absolutely. You do? Can you can you tell yeah. us what, or is that uh... – are you no, go- I just took care of it. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> you took care. Of Does it. that mean you paid one hundred thirty thousand dollars out of your own pocket, <laughs> a home equity loan on the blue estate to get her to to get them to be quiet and to go away? Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, and I think the FBI is about to raid my office. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been resolved, I think, for part of it. So, okay. Uh, well- okay, let's leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So let's wink, wink, nod, nod. We live it that exactly, cat. We don't. We don't want to know how it gets done. I we can't just, really wink though either. I can't squint. I can't wink. So we, we're not gonna. <laughs> we just like to hear that it's getting done. So that's great. That's why we pay the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, are we done or what? I mean, is that it? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, why? What needs or, to happen? Because they haven't published since March 11. Well, the, yeah, but the problem is they're still published all over the place. So we got to get them to take it down. Oh, that's true. Right. We have to erase is, the record. I will say it is legitimately a problem. I was talking to the good people over there at Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. No relation to Blue Shirt. No relation. Okay. Well, maybe, but I don't think so. That's a podcasting platform, and they said they couldn't put us up, or they wouldn't put us up because the other people were put up already, and then I had to email them directly, and now they're trying to get sorted out. But it's a mess all over the place with two Lost in America podcasts. I think we need to send out our cease and desist and go from there. So what does it look like, Blue? What is the cease and desist? Do you have it with you? Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, yes. I would love to. We read bits and pieces of it a, a few weeks ago, but let's get let's get most let's get the full thing. Get to the nitty gritty. 
I write on behalf of my client, the Lost in America podcast, owned and produced by Turner Sparks and Michael Kaplan, here and after referred to as the real LIA podcast. Perfect. It has been brought to my attention by my client that since February 5th, 2018, you've been producing and releasing a podcast, here and after referred to as the fake LIA podcast. Yes, we love it. Without my client's authorization. For the reasons mentioned, Infra, this letter is written to demand that you immediately cease and desist from using the mark, quote, lost in America, end quote, as the name of your podcast, and you remove your podcast from all platforms where you're using the name, quote, lost in America, yes. end quote. Amazing. Amazing development, Blue. All right. Let's once, send it off to Pittsburgh. And once that's complete, I, I have a follow-up. We were talking. I was looking for a podcast, and there's all these people, Pod Save America, all these all these other podcasts use America. Can we trademark America? Oh, yeah. We need to that, trademark America. Because <laughs> I don't like these other podcasts using America Including either. just the country, the United States of America, <laughs> yep. needs to start paying us. Yeah. How do we do that? Next I'm pretty step. sure no one will confuse your podcast <laughs> for Pod Save America. We'll have to find another lawyer for that task. All right, Blue. Uh, all right, we're gonna thank you very much. Let's let's fire this off to Pittsburgh, and uh, if these people are still alive, yeah. again, I don't want to ask what you did. Whoever the, whoever they're next to kin are, we'll get back to us. <laughs> very good. I'll speak to you guys Thanks, later. Blue. Bye bye. All right. Well, there we go, Cap. That's Blue. That uh, looks like we made some progress. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited too. I wish I could get. I wish you could send with the letter we're sending. I wish you could. Like stick a little chip with like a camera so we could see their reaction to getting this in the mail. <laughs> this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> I just want to see there. It's just like I'm sure it's just two people on a on a duvet somewhere. <laughs> <It's right>? stupid, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a duvet with a cat. They have to have a cat. They definitely oh, have a cat. Yeah. They think they're doing the God's good, work, the Lord's work, and <laughs> us two a holes are coming after. But it is true that they yeah. copied our thing, yeah. and all they had to do was Google. Yeah, exactly. it's the real world. Wait, Wake up! Yeah, you freaking hippies in P Pittsburgh with your cats. Exactly. Get a dog. So, okay, Cap, I got some shows to announce before yeah. we get to Lost America. This weekend, Friday, Saturday night, I'm at the Fairfield Comedy Club in Fairfield, Connecticut. Come on out to that. Next week, Wednesday, April 18th. Oh, that's uh, Thursday, uh, the 13th and 14th is this weekend yeah. in Fairfield. Next week, Wednesday, April 18th, I'm at the New York Comedy Club doing our Kung Fu Comedy show. So everybody can get tickets to that, kungfucomedynyc.com. We have Anthony DeVito from the Two podcast. Two-time pod guest. Yeah, we have Joe Schaefer. We have Gus The voice Tate. of the pod. We have Andrea Jones-Roy. Everybody's been on the pod. It's a whole pod lineup. The whole crew. It's a uh, University of Miami show. My school, DeVito's sh school. We also got a third guy, Dan Chackey, who went there. So we're yes, going to- Book Gino Toretta to open. <laughs> yeah, we got to get Gino. We're getting Bernie Kozar. We're getting the whole crew. So it's going to be great coming out to that. And uh, then I'm going, uh, another announcement, another Asia tour coming Whoa. up in mid uh, late May. Late May. So buy your tickets now to Asia. I'm going to be buy the judge of the Kung Fu Comedy, of the China International C Comedy Festival at the Kung Fu Comedy Club. I'm going to be Ooh. judging that and then headlining that festival. Is this like uh, for new talent? Like, like It's for comedians all around Asia. Okay. Uh, they go and this they come and then if they win... Or they get in the top three, they get this tour, they get to come to New York, play the New York Comedy Club, stand up New York, they play the Comedy Cellar. Yeah, they sh you should offer them a, a spot on our podcast as like a prize. That's not actually, it's not a bad <laughs> idea. 
We should. We should just have but the winner. But if you think the person who came in second is better guess, then you can just okay, okay. run up. So prize. we'll make it top three. <laughs> we'll do what the high schools do with valedictorian. Yeah. Like, if you get over a 4.0, we pick. Yeah, we pick. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. That's coming up. And then we're also, on that same trip, I'm going to be back in Singapore to all, all of our Singapore listeners at the Mary Lion Comedy Club. Ooh. And I believe in the Philippines. I'm going to be there as well. So come on out to all those shows. Manila in the Philippines. Thrill yeah. in Manila Part 2. That's me, Cap. Let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. Kaplan. Wait, De'Aaron Roots, shout out. Yeah. Great music. I was in Sacktown a couple weeks, hung out with De'Aaron Roots, had the pleasure of hanging out with De'Aaron Roots. He's a great guy doing people's taxes right now. I can't believe a man named De'Aaron does taxes. He doesn't go with that song. He's that an song, accountant by day. So that he, song sounds like someone who it was written by a man who was like sick of tax season. Just had a well, yeah. rage, rage at the world. I think he does taxes for all the punk rockers oh, okay. in California. So yeah, punk rockers got to do taxes too. Yeah. Deduct this tattoo. Um, so you're lost in America this yeah, week, Yeah, well, I don't know if I'm lost or if my Teddy Kaplan might be lost in America this week. Okay. Because he, uh, they have a thing in school called Student of the Month. You had that growing up, I imagine? I think so, yeah. Familiar. I, I vaguely remember in grade school getting it like one year. It was like, it was like oh, in our school, it was yes. like, you know, at some point when you're six, if you would get it. But in Teddy's school, they pick um, two kids or three kids from each class each month. Oh, and they then have a ceremony once they got a, 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 at the end of the PTA meetings. They have a ceremony where they bring the kids up and they give them a little thing. I don't even know what they give them because okay. And how do you get it? Well, I guess I, I, the teacher must pick. The teacher picks. So it's just a pick. It's it, not like you get. It's not a quantifiable thing. I'm pretty sure. No, yeah. There's no like based. I don't think there's. You like, got the best grades or yeah, something. I don't know. It's a, this talent competition. This, yeah, teacher's I, pet. Yeah, no. I mean, I I don't know if there's any theme. Like I feel like each month there's like a theme of like a value they're trying to teach, and maybe it's okay. okay. Does, I don't know, but I think that I've heard at some point. We think we heard that every student's going to win this class at some point. They tell the parents that? I think they've told the parents that. That's the worst news I've heard all day. I don't like that one bit. Well, yeah, they say that, right? Yeah. So he's in a class of like 18 kids, and we're already in month, I don't know, month seven of school. So you do the math here. So 21 kids should have gotten it by now. Or or like two, I think it's like two a class. So So how many times has he won? Yeah, he hasn't won yet. (laughs) He's won zero. He's won zero. I don't think he won twice. That's like a real teacher's pet. But So here we are in April. We're getting near the end of the school year. Sure. And, like, I'm, like, sort of, like, there's a couple things. One, I'm freaking out because I'm freaking, like, it's like he's a big failure. Like, (laughs) I wouldn't want to be the first kid because I feel like the first kid, maybe they pick, like, the kids. It's actually reversed. We're like, oh, we feel bad for this kid. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, not popular or whatever. We'll start with him. Yeah. Um, And, you know, but it's, like, I don't want to be the last kid. If he's the last kid, I feel like. They just had to do it. Unless they make an announcement ahead of time saying, like, this is actually the Student of the Year awards. I think you would <laughs> rather be unpicked than be the last kid picked. Right. Because last kid picked is like they have to pick you. If you're not picked, that's chip on your shoulder. That's that means, being a second-round draft pick in the NBA when you should have gone first. Right, he'll be spending the offseason working on his game. Draymond Green. That's Yeah, yeah, that's the kid who he becomes a star next year. Also, it's a kid who, I mean, he tell, motivation. girls are going to, I mean, he's going to be a real bad boy if you can't get Student of the Month when everybody's supposed to win once. Yes, you got to get him a leather jacket <laughs> and get him those biker gloves with the fingers cut out 
Yeah. So that's a night. So I maybe I'll root for that because it's really stressful. Like they apparently tell you like on a Monday, and you got to be there Wednesday night, and you got to parents have to be there. Well, you, well, you don't have to be there. You could be the parent who doesn't show up. But then it's like that feels like shitty, right? Yeah. But then it's like I got plans on Wednesday night. Like I'm going. Uh, I got a concert in May. I'm seeing you got Gallagher again. Kung Fu comedy show. Kung Fu comedies are on Wednesday night. I got work. Uh, we have a trip planned in June, so I actually am pretty much booked on all the mid Wednesdays. The middle. So, so I'm you're like planning on him not getting picked. I'm actually booking it. Yeah. You're booking like he's not getting picked. Yeah, because like early in the year, also I was thinking like, oh, you know, maybe they're trying to be very diverse. Like at first, <laughs> my whole thing in the beginning was like, oh, they're gonna pick like, like, like he's like, the but white, he's Jewish. He's the white. Well, they don't think him that way. They think him as the white male, right? Oh, and obviously he's straight. So they, Do think they him not that know way. history. <laughs> they not know pe- what happened in Germany yeah, in the 1940s. They didn't listen to the show today. No. Do they know about the Egyptians. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a POC. But then I realized that my my. Uh, it's flawed because I looked at his class the other day when I was visiting for a school activity, and there's like no white kids in the class actually. The whole school is Asian, mostly, or like there's not oh. a lot of white kids actually. So he's actually a minority. So that actually makes no sense. My theory. In the beginning. Oh, that's too bad. So uh, one, the one white kid that is in the class already won. <laughs> so, <laughs> the one Jewish kid won. The other Jewish kid. Any Gentiles? White. Dude, I think there's like any Tyler Sparks in there. I, I think there's like one white Gentile in the there's whole one in the whole entire class who wasn't foreign born. I serious. Like the class <laughs> is so diverse. It's yeah. amazing. It's a great New York education public school. But um, so I don't know like what he can. Should I give him tips of like ways to kiss up to the teacher? Because I feel like maybe she's making the decision on Monday. It's like she's waiting the last second. So maybe he could come in Monday morning with some gifts. Do I bribe her? What do we do here? I think you go the opposite. I think yeah. you hope he doesn't get picked, yeah. and then he you spends all summer the in the gym. All right. How is he not getting picked with the Hello Chinese app? Uh, with all of this extra stuff he's been learning. Maybe they found out he kind of likes Rush, he kind of likes Trump. Maybe they think. Yeah. The other day, at, actually, that would be the, the most. The other day likely. it came up in conversation. He just said, "Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton because Hillary Clinton's too boring." I was like, "That's some astute political commentary." I think that's actually yeah, it's probably <laughs> true. That is yes. that is right. I mean, he talks about how he's born in Russia. Maybe that would help him. Oh no, not no, no, not in this environment. Foreign, yeah, we like foreigners, but not, not Russians. Russians. The one country you can't be from right now. I had this idea recently. Tell me if this is a billion dollar idea. I think it is. <laughs> okay, right wing. This is an alt middle idea. The okay. right wing wants to build a wall. Right. The the, the nationalist right wing. The yes. nationalist right wing wants to build a wall. Right. But the left wing. Loves all foreigners, right? Except Russians. Okay. So to bring them together, alt middle idea: build a wall around Russia. I was gonna say build a wall in Alaska. So the oh. Russians trying to sneak over from the. Yeah, uh, that's a good idea <laughs> too. I don't know if we're gonna be allowed to build a wall in Russia. That's a really that's bigger than the Great Wall. That would be. Yeah, I guess we don't want to keep them necessarily locked in Russia. We just don't want him. I think everyone can agree we, we don't a, want Russians in America. We build a wall outside of <laughs> Sarah Palin's house in Alaska. Yes. And then and she can see the bridge. She can see the wall from border. Her house. No one talks about that border. Mm. And the bo- There's a billion dollar idea. Billion dollar and idea. That's say, all middle. The wall. He said, I'm not going to be home to the Russians. Yeah, he, he can, a lot less. Technically, he kept his promise. He, he did build a wall. He create jobs for a red state, so they'll be happy with him. Done. <laughs> Plus, all the lefties who hate Russia, they're in too. Yeah. That's the spirit of the alt-middle. That's the spirit of the alt-middle. I feel like we need some alt-middle music. I might try to find some and put it in this We week. need some alt-middle merch. <laughs> we need to get to work on that. Speaking of music. Yes. Kaplan, we have one of my new, fact, quickly becoming one of our favorite segments. What's our most that? popular segments. Hate mail. Play the hate mail music. Play the hate mail music. Don't hate me. Just love me. 
the music. It's the best. Kaplan, you have the hate mail. I think was it directed at you? It came to my home address. Wow. (laughs) With some crazy, uh, the the writing on the stationery was a little bit scary. U.S. Postal Service. I might turn this over to the police afterwards. Delivered it. (laughs) It says, I was a huge fan of your podcast until your recent episode titled The Logic of Kim Jong-un. The Logic of Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah, that was a controversial In which you're... Expert guest, and yes, I'm making finger quotes with my keyboard about an expert. <laughs> Andrea Jones Roy had the gall to slander the fine people of Macedonia, saying, Macedo- wait, 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 stop for a minute. Macedonia? I thought they were going to say that calling uh, Kim Jong un <laughs> reasonable or whatever we called him uh, uh, would be offensive. That's apparently, it wasn't offensive. Nobody was offended by that. We don't have any. any- <laughs> <laughs> They're offended by Macedonia. What, ha- what happened with Macedonia? Apparently, and I don't remember this, maybe you remember this. She said, quote, no one cares if you put sanctions on Macedonia. Because you remember, we were talking about sanctions. Oh, you're right. So Andrew was talking about um, sanctioning countries that have a, I don't even remember. If they work. And they have to be, I guess she said something about how they'd be important countries for the world to care. Oh, for the world to care. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, must yeah, have meant. Because he said, yeah. He, said, he goes on to say, Miss Jones-Roy should consider herself an, enemy, herself an enemy of all men of honor of the former <laughs> Yugoslav republics. Wow. And if you do not denounce her, we will hold you accountable as well. Whoa, slow down. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Now they're making us? <laughs> yeah. This, this listener wants to make us denounce our guests? Yeah. That's which, anti-free speech. That is. I mean, my mom wanted me to denounce a guest once, a guest once who said something she didn't like. I, the, people are, we have to let our guests, it's a free forum here. Exactly. We're all comfortable. Middle. Yeah, we're the alt middle. But on the other hand, I don't want to be the enemy of all people in Macedonia, right. all all great men. So I might, I might look, keep reading. Yeah, I mean, he goes on to say, perhaps you should have Sedi Osman. Do you know who that is? No idea. The fine Macedonian basketball player on the Cleveland Cavaliers on the podcast to discuss the daily discrimination in America that the Ma- Macedonians <laughs> face. I didn't know that there were any Macedonians in the NBA. I didn't know they faced discrimination. And he signs this surge from Queens. Wow. P.S. Loved the live pod. Hey! So there you go. Oh, well, he ended with a little sugar. <laughs> a little, yeah. He gave us salt all day and yeah. then a little sugar to so end. So what it. do you think? Should we, do we have an, do we have Angie Jones-Roy? Should we ask her for an apology? Well, I think clear? next week we might have to call her yeah. and do a quick segment with her where she has to apologize to, what did he say, the great men of Macedonia? Of all the former Yugoslav republics, apparently are- men of you, honor. Are uniting. Yeah, the men of honor. Wow. This is something that's going to bring them all- Andrew Jones-Roy. It, yeah. It's getting gonna, them all back together. It's going to get Petrovic and Vladi and <laughs> Tony <dead>. Kukoc. <laughs> they're, they're You're just mentioning basketball players. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> I don't know anybody else. I know some Losevich. Slavodon? Wait, I know Novak Djokovic. I only know athletes and uh, <laughs> dictators. <laughs> and Serge from Queens. Serge from Queens, thank you for writing yes. in. I, thank I'm you for being sorry. Here, sir. I will apologize on behalf of me. I won't apologize on behalf of Andrew Jones-Roy. Yeah. I will say uh, in the future when a guest, if I feel like she's slandering any, any country or, or faith or any but nationality, I will step in. I won't. <laughs> we, we, we're, we slander so many faces and nationalities. Yeah. This is, they, we got to use the old cop-out move. We slander everyone equally. Yeah, instead of shout-outs, one week we should say slander-outs. Like these <laughs> yeah. are the people we've slandered. And... Is an app, baby. It's an app. It's still an app. You can get it in the app store. E N S E is how you spell it. A new chant. E N S E ENTS. ENTS. Get in the app store. It's up to five minute audio recordings that can be voice messages to your friends. Cap, we use it sometimes to coordinate with Bowie behind the glass. Yeah. When we want to get into the studio, we do a group ENTS, me, you, and Bowie. 
you Bowie and I. Yeah. And then uh, we'll say, hey Bowie, can you we can... come to the can we come to the studio? Yeah, she we... goes, your book for one thirty. We do it. We're in. Yeah, you could do it in private mode. You can. It's a way to almost exactly. like text friends. Uh, without you know other people hearing it, keep it in private mode. It's just like an audio way to just send messages. Longer. It, it's free. It's not. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. It's like the new ham radio. Like when you were kids, these dorks who would like uh, who would communicate via. I don't even know how they did that. They would just send messages into the world and listen back. It's the this, new ham radio. This is Ents, baby. This, this is Ents. But cool. also, you can still use it the other way, where you can just uh, ins out questions into the world, and people who follow you. It's a social media app, so they yeah. can they can respond back. It, it's everything. It's everything. It's all. All your social media things right wrapped up into one. Ints.nyc. Get it. Check it out. Now let's get to Abby Washuda. Bring her in. Come on in. With our guest, Abby Washuda. Abby, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you um, lived, wait, when did you move back from Germany? Because you were there for a yeah, while? Yeah, I was there for a while. I moved there in 2008, and I moved to New York in 2014, summer of 2014. Yeah, so I was there for for quite a little bit. Six years. Yeah. You, okay. You were getting, as the world was coming to an end, and we were electing an Barack Obama, you were like, I have to get out of the country. Is that what, is that what happened? <laughs> it's, basically, it's basically what happened. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, God, all these Democrats, I got to get out of no, here. No, that's the best time to move abroad. Yeah, because oh, you're I right. was abroad since 2004. Everyone likes and you. Then. Bush, any any like, Republican years, the world hates you. Totally. Right? Hates Americans. <laughs> and then Obama years, I wouldn't say likes, I would say tolerates. But like, I think the beginning nice. of the Obama years, though, especially. Or, I, I, I can't speak they, for Germany. <laughs> but, um, in Asia, everyone liked Obama. Uh, and then, um, and now, I mean, I don't even know now. Well, you're not there, so you can't comment. You don't know. But in, Ger- <laughs> in Germany, too, it was the same way. Because I also I had been abroad before that, and exactly when, like, George W. was in office, and everybody just, like, holds you accountable for the fact that you have elected this terrible president. I'm like, I didn't vote for him, but they don't understand that. Yeah, like, you're like, you realize don't. we have elections, and, like, he, the, everyone wins by, like, 52% of the vote. And then most people don't vote. Right. So there's actually, like, 12 people. So yell at the people who didn't vote. Yeah, yell at them. No, I didn't vote either, but don't yell at me. Yeah. You didn't vote? No, no, I'm just saying. Oh. I don't go abroad, so I don't. So, you, you so don't I can't get yelled at. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So how was it? So you got to there in 2008? I got there in 2008. My my ex was, um, ex-husband, I was married at the time, uh, was in the military, and he was about to get out. We were living in Georgia, and it was like you could re-up and more or less choose where you want to live, or you could just, like, get out and be free. And we were like, when are we ever going to be able to live in Europe again? Let's do this. So we did that. He re-upped uh, once I realized I was going to be able to work there, which because I didn't want to be one of those wives, because a lot of these wives don't work, like have never worked ever. We're going to get into that. Oh, those yeah. wives. We're going to get into those, those wives. Those army wives, they don't work. <laughs> um, so once I realized I was going to be able to work, then we were like, let's do this. And so we did it. Um, so they let you pick because he'd been in for a long time? Within reason, at that time, they wanted people to sign up again. So hey, they sir. would give you like a, a little bit of an incentive to sign up again. Sometimes you get like a bonus sometimes you get to like sort of choose station of choice like within reason we couldn't pick anywhere in the world but like a couple different options but did he served in, in iraq or afghanistan or anywhere? uh no no he uh is actually an arabic translator but he Ooh. only worked in north africa that was his region yeah how far down the list of like where you wanted to go was 
like Syria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like not Germany, Syria. It's like you have to take it. You have to pick like nine great places and one horrible place and just take oh, it. Yeah. Like Russian roulette Safety with your life. School. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting you said so. Right before that, he was um, going to be chosen maybe for some other job, and it was going to involve like moving completely. We weren't going to be able to pick, but it was like Mongolia hmm. or Shout Timbuktu. Out. <laughs> is that a real place? Yeah, in Mali. Yeah. That is? Yeah, Timbuktu is a real place. And I just I liked the idea name. that the two choices of where we were going to be were literally like synonymous with nowhere. You know, like <laughs> outer Mongolia and Timbuktu. Like Not those even are places. Yeah. Well, what would he even be doing there? Not Arabic translating? <laughs> Not Arabic translating. Yeah. He would have been working as like, a, like an attache in, a, in an <laughs> embassy or something. military in outer Mongolia? No, you would be working in an embassy basically there. But oh, okay. yeah, but the point is, yeah, like the two stations, like those words are synonymous with the fucking middle of nowhere. And yeah. so I just thought it was great. They're, you like, never you know when. We need to boost confidence and just start a war. We know we're going to win. And like we're like invading Timbuktu. <laughs> so you're, you're called into action. It's a morale booster like, war. Trump might do that, actually. But he needs to. He needs a win. He needs a win, yeah. Everyone's Let's just invade cool. Mongolia. I mean, right now he needs a win more than anything. So yeah. this could be the time. So do you, was there like a, because um, there's danger pay, right? Yes. Meaning like if you move to. Well, Timbuktu, I don't know if it's dangerous. I didn't even know it existed until 12 <laughs> seconds ago. I really thought it was a fake place. Right, that people just used to, as a term for, like, the middle of nowhere. It just but sounded it really funny. exists. Middle, yeah, yeah, Mali. So yeah. was it, like, was there any idea, was there any <laughs> discussion of, like, I mean, if we move to Timbuktu, we'll get triple the salary or something? Yeah, you would have gotten combat pay. Um, not quite combat pay, but, like, something for, because it's not a combat zone. But, yeah, you would have gotten some extra. But, yeah, you'd have to live on this, like, compound, and there would be security, and it would be kind of a nightmare. So, yeah, I was not so excited about not that. Not a lot of jobs for you. Not zero jobs. In Timbuktu. Yeah. Our yeah. army wife lifestyle there is a little different than Germany. For sure. By the way, our Timbuktu listeners, we're going to get a lot of hate mail. <laughs> hate mail from Timbuktu. <laughs> Next week. All around the world we get hate mail, team, so it's possible. Do you, in Germany, do they actually pay you to, I mean, because... I mean, it's like seems like a good deal that everyone wants. It seems like a vacation. Yeah, it seems like a, yeah. Yeah, so it's like semester abroad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, a lot of soldiers, I think, are, this is going to be like really stereotypical, I think, but they don't want to be stationed outside of the United States, I think, a lot of the time. It's like, unless you're sort of young and single, like a lot of the ones that are married with families are not keen to do it. So, every, like, I was so excited to get there, but when I met people, they were like, oh, we're stationed in Germany. We're so sad. Whereas I was like, oh my God, Europe, this is amazing. Oh, really? But these are kind of like small town people who have like never really left. You know, right. where they grew knew, up and... Where yeah, I lived in, in, in China, um, it was either... The expat population was either young, co like, recent college graduates who were teaching English and were like, I'm on an adventure! And they were getting paid nothing, yeah. myself included. Like, literally, like, $800 a month or something. Um, and all of it was going to drinking. Or it was... People who like some family from Michigan, and the dad was an engineer, and they were opening a plant in our town in China, and they were getting paid like triple what they got would have got paid to live in Michigan, and they hated it. They were miserable. Yeah, that we do get piece, so. you get yeah. something called uh, cost of living allowance because especially at that time the euro was worth more, and so you get a little bit of extra money to like offset the cost of living for the dollar, and then you also get free housing. So you either actually get money to pay for a house, or they issue you like an army house. So what did you get? Um, at first, we got issued an army house, which was horrible. It was like the worst college living type experience <laughs> ever. You know, like we're like stairwell living, where everybody's kind of like, yes, it's an apartment, but it's like an apartment in a big building, and it's all soldiers living in the building. The whole, build, the whole apartment building is, is American soldiers. Yeah. So it's Reality just. <laughs> yeah. It's like It's like real world for. Like, yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> was, pick to live in a house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was awful. 
And you're sort of like on a, it's not quite a base. It's not like closed off or anything, but it is like an American housing installation. Right, we so have American like, food. There's yeah, no, American food. There's an American <laughs> grocery store. There's, there's like margarine. Burger King. There's like, yeah. Um, on yeah, the base. On the base, yeah. So it's not quite the base, but it's like where the houses are and stuff. So it was like just like this little community outside of the, they got the real Bud town Light. Germany. There's no German beer. Yeah. And the Germans, the Germans <laughs> people would like line up outside the American grocery store because they couldn't get in without you. But they loved American grocery stores and like the things they wait, had. There's so an they American would wait gro- outside to be like, please, could you take us inside the American grocery store? You'd have to like sign them in. And you have can to bring only their use it if you're an American. There's a grocery store that's just for Americans. But yeah. you can, is it on the base or no? It's so there is two areas. There's like a, a, a base that's official that's like, you know, armed guards and you can't get in without a military ID. And then there's just the housing area where the grocery store was, where anybody could kind of enter, but you couldn't go into the grocery store unless you were an American. What city was this? This is in Wiesbaden, which is about 45 minutes outside of um, Frankfurt. So was there a side business where you could, like a German would pay you to get them into the grocery store? Yeah, there are people doing that, definitely. I mean, I didn't ever charge anybody, but yeah, so many friends would want, and like people that you didn't even know, like if someone just like hear third hand that you were an American, they'd be like, could you get me to the grocery store? Or could you just buy the things they want? Like when you're buying beer for underage kids, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. like, give me your exactly. order. Give me some. You got to make money though. If you're not gonna make a profit, then I know. And it just got to be ridiculous because Germans will ask you for anything at any time and just like have no qualms about. Just yeah. sell like fifteen dollar fruit roll ups. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some pop tarts. They, they really were into solo cups. That was a big request. What's because a solo like, cup? You don't know solo cups? Keg those cups. like red keg cups. We used to call them keg. Cups. They don't sell. Yeah, I didn't ever. They don't sell those in regular. Like that's American thing. That's an American thing. Yeah, particularly keg. plastic and stuff is not. Like there's no. Oh, wait, th- oh, wait, we don't can throw we? Yeah, away. They don't have rules against that stuff. Well, maybe they didn't. They do. Germany is really intense about like the. But like, do they don't apply if you're in American waters? Stuff. I guess on the on the human. On yeah, the yeah, I guess so. You could do whatever you wanted. So oh, but just people, go in there and trash they, the place, solo yeah. cups were like always what they would see in movies for Americans like drinking parties. <laughs> yeah, how do they you play get beer us the pong? Red cups? Yeah. How do you play beer pong without them? <laughs> they come to America. They come to Little America. They ask to get the solo cups. Yeah. Beer pong balls with like pint glasses. Yeah. I mean that's very German, but yeah, they didn't have drinking games. They were like, we don't do that we just drink we don't need games you know, oh so, yeah, yeah. Always, i i knew some germans and they would always kind of shit on americans for having drinking games they're like you need a drinking game oh drinking is our life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we just drink you don't need yeah it's not necessary so, so um so they wanted solo cups and then was there anything else specifically like uh triscuits triscuits were a hot commodity <laughs> triscuits. it's a very boring basic thing this uh, is- they also have prison. There was like a real lack of chips, like potato chips or Dorito. Like they don't have anything. They have like a bunch of brands of potato chips. They are all like kind of one flavor. Shrimp that's, is also a very popular that's flavor. Because in like England, they always talk about how their ch- potato chips are far superior. To yeah, the they do. They do. <laughs> are way Germans, better than ours. Germans have but terrible Germany, snack no, food. Terrible snack food. So they always wanted snack food. Triscuits were hot, and like the different kinds of flavors of potato chips and stuff like that, and all the like- ice creams. So we would send that to the base. Uh, or whoever. Out of the American government, I would assume. Yes. Your tax dollars. Yeah. Your tax dollars are... <laughs> every base. Do we send these to every base? Like Timbuktu? Are they getting the same stuff? Because <laughs> that seems expensive. <laughs> Timbuktu, I don't think, has an official base, but okay. I bet there must be some kind of... Like, small, what's the, what's the keg cup and Triscuit situation in Timbuktu? Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose there's probably no import tax, right? Yeah, there's none. Yeah, so you're just paying. Genius. Yeah, so it's like it's. We uh, gotta get bases in China. How do we get that done? Well, so I'm trying to go back. I can. Well, I'm trying to think of all the new tariffs coming in. If there's a way that this can be a way to work around it. What's what was your it? thing that you missed when you were in China? That you were like with this American thing? Like if you're gonna send me snacks from home or something from home? Well, so that's in when I moved there in 2004. Everything. Because basically, I was living in Suzhou, China, which was like living in Timbuktu. <laughs> there was nothing. They didn't have anything. But then it, 
China changed so dramatically while I was there. By the time I left, they had everything. Like, they have Taco Bell now. Oh. They have literally everything. Oh. I mean, that's all you want. They have Carl's Jr. So they then do? They get stuff before New York City gets stuff. And then, I guess, potato, I guess, like, there's just more of stuff in America. Yeah. Right? And more choices. Yeah, more choices. So you would have, like, a couple types of potato chips or whatever. But then in America, there's, like, a whole aisle right. of all that. Right? Yeah. It's, like, bigger than your house. Um, so that, that would base, and then... Yeah, barbecue and Mexican food, those were the two things. Yeah, Mexican Do they have actual pizza in China? Or is it just like chain, like a Pizza Hut kind of? Okay, so they didn't. Yeah, it was, it was Pizza Hut. Yeah. Pizza Hut was really big. But when I was just there, do you know Joe's Pizza here in New York? Joe's yeah. Pizza opened up in China? In Shanghai. I saw it when I was there. That's amazing. Yeah, Joe's Pizza is one of the best. It's the same one. God. Really? Everything's a chain yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's because like that's like the hot, con- like, oh, you Chinese market. You want to yeah. get the Chinese people buying your stuff. So literally just everyone goes over there. I mean, we had Mr. Safi trucks. Right. Wow. Um, Look at that. Globalization, man. That's it. I get a it's slice. All the same. I know. So you get I'm, a I'm, I'm better surprised. slice in Shanghai than in LA. That means. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Go on. So I'm surprised I didn't get to Germany. I think Germany is a little bit more protectionist about their mm. uh, culture. Like almost like not quite French. You know, where yeah. the people, French people, actually have like rules about how they are trying to keep their language from being Americanized or English. You know, Germany anxiety. being protectionist on their culture is nothing could go wrong there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a good history there. But, so. Yeah, the people they don't really like. They don't enjoy like when you know the Starbucks comes to town and that sort of stuff. There's a lot of like protesting for things like that. You know? oh. so they're not. They're trying to keep you know these big American chains kind of out of there. That's interesting. So in China, it's the exact opposite. Yeah. When Starbucks opens, they see it as like, it's, I mean, I can't speak for the whole country, but it's seen in the culture as legitimizing their town. Okay. Just like, I remember when right. our town in, uh, I was, grew up in a suburb of Sacramento, when we got Taco Bell, it was like the biggest deal. Everyone oh, yeah. was fired up. When Allentown PA got an Outback Steakhouse, let yeah. me tell you. The place, Everyone's excited. We celebrated right? like we won the, uh, the Super Bowl. <laughs> we had a parade. <laughs> the mayor <laughs> came, not even kidding, and cut a ribbon outside of Taco <laughs> Bell. Like, oh. Yeah, because it's like, oh, we're on the map. Yeah, we were chosen. Oh, my God. And that's how Chinese uh, people, historic, uh, recently, recent history, have looked at all that kind of stuff. They see it as really cool. That's wild. You know what was a big thing that Germans did not have and didn't understand until they started like finally opening stores? They did not have cupcakes, and they didn't know what cupcakes were. I'm fine with that. They'd be like, "This is a this is just a little muffin." I'm like, "It's not a muffin. It is a different thing than a muffin." They're like, "Yes, this is a small muffin. We all have muffins." I'm like, "No, it's a different thing." And then McDonald's started creating cupcakes, and people were like, "Oh my god!" I remember my German colleague came to me and was like, "Do you know about these?" I'm like, "I've been telling you they're not muffins for so long." So they didn't have the magnolia cupcake. Yeah, this is just a small cupcake. This is just a tiny muffin. I'm like, "It's not a muffin." I sort of think I'm in the Germans yeah, side there. Cupcakes are overrated. I'm very anti-cupcake. <laughs> really? There's way too much frosting. Oh. Is it a breakfast thing? or it, No, it's like no, a... No, no, it's like a treat. Yeah. Well, it's like a thing that you... It was exciting when you were a kid to bring cupcakes to school on your birthday. Yes. But then somehow when we became adults, like I never ate a cupcake then from like the time I was 10 until I was like 25. Do you eat that And then all of a sudden it became like, pizza? yeah, now, yeah, everyone always has them at work. Every time there's an a people just send cupcakes as thank yous. Oh. You just get cupcakes nonstop. Cupcakes made this huge renaissance while yeah. I was gone. I think it was because of Sex in the City. And I feel and like the, I, I yeah. came back and just got bombarded with yeah. cupcakes. Yeah, I, was hit, I, I thought they went away in like 1994. They came back with like the Magnolia cupcake storyline in Sex in the City, I believe, is, is where it, it became in New you. York. And then it, then it just snowballed all over the place. Big fan. Yeah. Sex in the city guy. I mean, my, yeah. my, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a I'm a Samantha. Go on. I'm a Samantha. I don't even know what that means, but I like it. So you went over there with a job. So I, yeah, I interviewed and got a job before I actually arrived. So I uh, found, I was just like kind of Googling on monster.com because that was a thing then. I don't know if it's still a thing. Uh, probably uh, not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember it. I found yeah. a job for a paralegal in Frankfurt in a, the Frankfurt branch of a New York City law firm. Because there was an American partner there who needed a paralegal, 
And Germany does not have a culture of paralegals. They're, the job does not exist. No one has ever been trained to do it. And the way that their job market works is that you are like, you just sort of select a job that you want to do when you're a child and you're sort of trained for that your whole life. And paralegal does not exist. How old? When, like, when you're 13. When okay, you're 13, you decide. I want to do it. I have a five year old. I was going to say. Podcast. Let's, let's make him decide now <laughs> when he turns six. That'd be <laughs> crazy because could you imagine what you'd be doing now if you were 13 and that's what you decided? I'd yeah, be a to professional do? basketball player. Yeah, exactly. I'd be an astronaut <laughs> <laughs> or a firefighter. Those are my two. They, I'd, be, I'd be retired by now. I think I'd be everyone a would be a basketball player, wouldn't they? Every guy. Right. Um, so is that how Dirk Nowitzki had a success? He chose. <laughs> he chose early. Yeah. Is he big over there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit. Not have, really, though, right? Yeah, I feel like he's so, bigger in America. Yeah, basketball well, is not, doesn't really. Yeah. So he's no yeah. Boris Becker or Steffi Graf. These are my, that's my entire German sports knowledge. <laughs> I just <need> three. What's <laughs> <laughs> on here? So you were practicing American law in Germany, or did you have to learn German law? So, yeah, it was an, an international law firm, so it was, there was definitely German law going on, uh, but I was working with the American partner, and she was doing American law. So. That's a shame because I feel like it's not a real authentic experience if you don't dive into the expat wife culture <laughs> or, of just complaining about your maids and your housekeepers yeah. and sitting at home. Did you have maids? Uh, no, I mean, oh. you know, soldiers don't get oh. paid a lot of money and do that sort of stuff. No, that's but, for the uh, diplomats. Um, more diplomats for the diplomat, get that. Oh. Yeah. yeah, like this his brother's got like a uh, army of servants. When sure, they're... yeah. <laughs> your tax dollars. <laughs> what does your brother do? He's uh he works in the State Department. Okay, and so he's got the yeah. Not now. So he's this in is DC, but this yeah. is, I, I think the culture is probably similar, except just on a lower kind of poorer level. The women still just kind of like don't work, hang around and complain, and are just like it's very like gossipy high school stuff. And people, particularly the wives, were very surprised about me and that I had a job. And I was like one of the few people that they referred to anything that you did outside of like army base. They called the economy. They'd be like, how did you get a job on the economy? And I'm like, on, on, the, economy? on the economy. That was they like a terminology. Yeah. <laughs> Part of learning German, they've... Uh... Yeah, the terminology for anything that happens outside of the base is on the economy. Like, how it's, did you get a job? And is that a translation of a German way of saying No, it? it's just like, an, a, it's like a soldier thing. Like, if it's, if, you're, if it's not affiliated with the base or the State Department or something, it's on the economy, Got you know? It. The private sector. The private, private sector, se- yeah, yeah, basically. The and they'd be like, how did you get that job? And, like, I was, you know, the, I, the one wife who worked. And did like, you explain to them the history of German l- vocational schools? Yeah, they didn't <laughs> like me. They didn't, like, we just didn't, yeah. Oh, they, really? they thought that I was, like, kind of uh, Northeast snot, and I am. So that was true. Did oh. you grow up? Yeah. In Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so I did. I had the sense of a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these people, which is fine, but like uh, were women who had like literally never left their small towns before, before coming here. And a lot of people, like women who wouldn't leave the base without their husband, like not to even go down the block, had oh. lived in Germany for like three or four years, never learned a word of German, had never been to the train station. Like the only thing they would do was like go like between bases. There was like a Chili's on one of the bases. People would drive to that. <laughs> Wait, was yeah. there like a shuttle that would take you from base to base so you didn't have to like a... Yeah, you basically <laughs> don't around. need to, you could like, like organize this. You never had to interact with the real world. You could use dollars. You could just like, and people did that and they were not interested in other things. And I was like... People be like, whoa, you just get on the train every day and go to your job in Germany? Like, how do you do on the economy? How do you do it? <laughs> on the economy. You know? Like, oh, I'm just, yeah. So, is that a, How big a city is that? Uh, it was the capital of the state that we're in, so it was quite big. I'm not such a good with, with population numbers, I would guess. One million, 30 million, 20 million. I don't know. I'm not how good How far did you go for your job? How far um, my job was in Frankfurt, so it would take me like 40 minutes in the morning on the train. Oh, that's not far. It wasn't terrible, yeah. I don't know. My, my German geography is not great. 
I just know like battles and stuff. Frankfurt's where the airport is. I've been there just because whenever you're flying anywhere in Europe, you have to I've been to the Dieseldorf airport. That's my entire... Dieseldorf. 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 the mayor. Exactly. I'll call how's it. Dieseldorf airport. Yeah, Frankfurt is like just a place that people come through and never stay. Like we joked that it was a great place to leave just because it was like so centrally located and a great airport, but it's kind of like the Nork, New Jersey of Europe. So what was there to do on the base? Uh, like if for people who just stayed on the base, what? There was like a like an entertainment center that was like the equivalent of like a Dave and Buster's, you know, was sort of like bowling and that right. sort of thing. Whatever. There was a movie theater. There was With like American movies. And yeah, there was like a restaurant or two. There was a casino, actually a small. Oh little wow, casino. Yeah, Wait, gambling's legal. Well, like a really trashy, shitty, Even awful better. casino. Um, and yeah, there was like you know Burger Kings and like little places to hang out like that, and people how, just like. Sorry, how big was it? Like the size of a town or the size of uh, like a college campus? Maybe the size of a college campus. Interesting. Yeah. And then there was a bunch of other bases around that were like within driving distance. So you could drive like an hour and you'd be in Ramstein or Heidelberg when it was still open. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> du hast. Du hast mich. So uh, do these other wives just, what do they do all day? They just have like usually lunches. Frankfurt, Frankfurt Eintracht. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Do the other wives, the ones who don't work, do they just drink on the base all day or like have like That's ladies who do. lunch kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just kind of like gossip and do whatever. They like look out their window and figure out what you're doing. Right. Like for a period of time, my job like rented a car for me so I could like travel to do whatever. And like I, my neighbor, I remember like I opened the door one morning and she was like, did you get a car? Is it a new car? And like I just, <laughs> she had been like just looking out her window right. to see what I was doing every day. I mean, just imagine if you had nothing to do all day in this like tiny town. So it was a lot of gossip and weird, uh, just weird high school drama. It was like U.S. military high. Good idea for a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great idea. It is. There was. Housewives. Real, there is. There was a TV show from... called Army Wives. Oh, there was. Uh, and there was a TV oh, show. So done. Yeah. Been done. Sorry, guys. You should watch we'll it. We'll do it it's better. Totally, totally do accurate. the USO tours ever Cupcakes come through? Do you get to see like uh, Bob Hope <laughs> do comedy? Turner, you should they, play these crowds. <laughs> you should. They typically, I think, just do like battle zones and not where people live. Because, right. you know, I, oh. I'd never seen a USO tour come through. Because the comics Germany. feel really good about themselves, so they go to like battle zones. They're like, yeah, "Oh, yeah. that's what I'm doing." But yeah, but like, the money's in Germany. Germany with <laughs> yeah, the board, uh, housewives. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've, I've ever seen them come through there. So you should organize one. It would be yeah. so depressing because when you do it in like Iraq, I, I've seen videos. Everyone's like, first of all, you're in like a cafeteria somewhere. There's no stage. It's like a makeshift thing. There's right. bombs going off. They're it's, so happy that you came. If you were doing Germany, there'd be like three housewives there. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's like, "No, nah, we're gonna stay home and go to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> totally. we're, not gonna, we're not interested." <laughs> Yeah, so it's like sorry, I don't know. Maybe it was the the promoters. Like it was raining. I don't know. I mean, we couldn't <laughs> see people out. It's not a good night. It's a Wednesday. It's not a good night. We There's gave them free drinks. I think it would have. It could have gone over well because people were bored there and they were afraid to leave base. So I think they would have been excited. They, like yeah, Germany is not do that. is pretty yeah. safe. Right, I mean, this, oh, super safe, this isn't incredibly like one of those safe. Safest yeah, countries in the world. They were, like, they were not afraid. I think they're just afraid of the unknown. Just right. afraid of not speaking the language. Afraid of, you know. I mean, imagine if you'd never really left your town before, and then you like show up in Germany and this new place in a new country, and there are people who just didn't have like the life skills or or the interest. More importantly, the interest in learning the life skills to, yeah. right? Because we've all had that moment where you arrive in another country for the first time, and you're like dicking around with the train machine, like the tickets, and you're like, how's this happening? Get another, you know, you end up like, yeah. you know, that's the experience you learn, right? Like when you first get to China, you can't sound out those words on the sign you're just like <laughs> no <laughs> yeah what we right <laughs> it's, it was impossible you're like oh, then, what are the four sticks with the line through it i don't know right How yeah do you gonna... and then you have that thing where like you go to pay for something at a, at a corner store and you just like put out your hand with change <laughs> and the guy picks it off. out of your hand and, and be like you owe me this much <laughs> and, and like I, but i cannot imagine just never getting past that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, but there definitely are those people but 
Did you speak any Chinese when you moved there in advance? No. no. You arrived not speaking a word of Chinese, and you were like, I'm going to wing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good I mean, you. I think I knew Ni Hao, maybe. Ni Hao. <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Did you learn any German? I did, like, a Rosetta Stone course before I went over there, yeah. and so that was actually pretty useful for, like, the beginning. And then... uh my German is weird because I, like, worked in English all day, and most of my friends end up being expats, but, like, a lot of your life is conducted in German, but, like, not your social life. So, like, I could, like, go to the doctor and talk about my thyroid, but, like, I'm very weird at a party. Because, <laughs> like, I, you know, like, I have a very low level of social German. I'd be like, hello, I am Abby. I like dogs. Right. <laughs> yeah. You knew specific uh, to, uh, vocabulary for whatever you were dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And for and, the listeners, if they need to tell anybody in German about their thyroid, how do you say that? Schildrosen. <laughs> 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 Did you find that when you'd be at a party, every like German people would speak English to you to be like, oh, because they what the level of English is relatively good, right? The level of English is amazing, and like they all speak English better than I do for the most part, and their grammar is better, and they'll always ask you. They'll be like, well, isn't it? Is it who or whom? And I'm like, nobody knows the answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knows the answer to that. Um, And they'd all be like, oh, I only speak a little English, but then they all obviously speak really, really well. And then it just feels ridiculous, you know, that I'm like struggling through poor German when I know this person could like, you know, read Dostoevsky in English at this point. I'm like, you know, I'm like, hello, I am Abby. I like blue. That's the problem a lot of people face around the world is that whatever country you're in, they speak English now better than you're going to speak their language. English so, became the international right, language. So Everyone's to, like, we need an international language. It's like, I think we the, have Which one. is the country that has the mo- a lot of people are so lazy about learning other languages. That would be America. So Exactly. We're just yeah. going to learn English. Yeah, but, but my menu German is probably the best thing, like, right, right away. Like, I learned how to say, like, you know, noodles in an herb cream sauce before I could be like, where's the train station? Because right. it's more useful. You, the need menu. To, you yeah. need to get what you want when you're eating. Exactly. If you're, especially if you're a picky eater, you need to make sure they don't have things. So that's, that's useful. Yeah, yeah. What was practicing law like? Yeah, it was good. A lot of long hours. But did but. you have, like, everybody else you worked with besides your boss was German? or? Uh, everybody else, yes. Um, there was a period of time where a bunch of New Yorkers came over to, like, do this investigation, but everybody else in the office was German. And I totally, when I got there, I thought, like, oh, this is perfect. I am going to work in this office with, like, ten girls that are my age. I'm going to make friends so quickly. This is going to be great. But they are just, like, really all business when it comes to business. And they don't often make friends with their colleagues. Like, there's no, like, going out after work for drinks. There's oh, I no- love that. Yeah, so isn't that the whole point of work? Yeah. I hate when, like, only- I feel like it's an American thing to be like, we're, now we're all hanging out. Oh, now you don't all- want to hang out. No. Oh, see. <laughs> you see these people all day. Oh, okay. Why would you? Oh. China was great. You wouldn't have to know. There would be no, like, um, even pretending to be friends with anyone you worked <laughs> but- with. Oh, really? But but you need, like, some like times when you're like relax I don't know it's like it changes the dynamic a little bit then it makes the day less like annoying you're on no? the side of hanging out I mean occasionally isn't it I mean maybe well, just when cause... they're cool people I mean right. it doesn't mean you have to hang out but right. yeah, yeah I totally thought oh these girls are my age this is gonna be great like right. I'm gonna make friends but I was so lonely there and I remember my first my first like week or so I shared an office with this other German girl who was my age and we you know talked a little bit and we found out that her birthday was one day after mine and it was that weekend and we were talking and she knew that I didn't have friends here and that I didn't have much to do right. and my husband was away a lot and so it, I remember it was like the Friday right before and she's like getting on the elevator to say goodbye to me and she's like oh well um, as I said to you, I do have a birthday party this weekend. And I was like, oh, uh. she's like, so that is what I will be doing. 
you have a good weekend. And then the, <laughs> the elevator doors, <laughs> the elevator doors just closed, and I was like, oh, I thought I was gonna get the invite, but that was like just classic them. They would do things like that all the time. And, that's, yeah. that's, oh, that's that, harsh. Yeah, I changed my answer. <laughs> yeah, that's. I really feel like mean. you should have invited to that <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> and birthday they eventually party. broke it, but it did take me three years to finally get invited three to that years. birthday party. Yeah, think of getting in there. I they mean, I've like, explained to my three-year-old that you don't talk about your birthday party to people that were not invited. <laughs> she seems to get the message. It's mean. Uh, Germans are very blunt people. They yeah. mean. They tell you. When you walk in in the morning, they'd be like, "Oh, you do look fat today." Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do look fat. You do Maybe look fat a translation. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's just they were just literal. <laughs> fat, fat, and tired. Have you gone <laughs> weight? Yeah. I, like, I found you. that I, I ask you. I want to ask you. If this is true. The German people I knew in Asia would be very hard um, to get to know during the day, and then I, I guess I'm thinking of men specifically. Very hard to get to know during the day, and then they'd be like, uh, "You'd see them at a bar later, and if they'd have like." There'd be some number of drinks <laughs> where it switched right. from them like never talking to you to once they get past their fourth drink, they're like your best friend, and then you're there drinking with them till five in the morning or something. But then right back the next day, also again very like standoffish. Yeah, they see you the next day and it's like it true? didn't happen. Yeah, I think that's very true. Yeah, and they hmm. get like kind of wild going out. I and then, we call that alcoholism. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like ashamed the next day or something. And they're like, "Hello," and you're you're like, "Whoa, bro, last night was great, right?" And they're like, "I do not know what you are talking about." Uh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I guess Americans in general we're we're less formal. Like the barriers. Yeah, the structure so like, there is really. It's like not so weird if like everyone's drinking at work and. Yeah, even the, I mean they have and I don't know if they have this in Chinese like a formal version of you How, like you know like in Spanish it's like tu y an usted. No. Okay, so they also have this in German and in German offices they all use the formal version of you and they also call each other Mister and Mrs. So like you would call your secretary. Mrs. Washuda or oh, whatever, as opposed it's like to the whatever, 50, like yeah. Mad Men. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So it's very formal. Yeah, but like it was even very like if you're on the same level, like yeah, even on the same, same level, level each other, would be like, yeah. Mr. Sparks. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I would. I would, I would appreciate Your turn to that. speak. Yes, <laughs> low respect in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and they also really like they love titles before your thing. So if you were a doctor, they would call you Mr. Doctor Sparks. Like even would better, be, yeah. Mr. <laughs> doctor Podcast. Yes. Mr. Sparks. <laughs> totally. Mr. But is it like anything, no matter what your job title is, or just like? Yeah, yeah, and they would Mr. add a lot Garbage of those. Mr. Baker, Mr. Dave and Buster's employee. And you see, like the you know the acronyms at the end of someone's name, like for every degree or certification they ever have, like at the end of your email signature, it's like just so over the top. They love it. It's I like, can't stand people who are so in titles in America, but I didn't know it could be worse. Yeah. We're, no, like, we do that, but with hyphenated last names. Mm. Yeah. Right? People have like 17 last names now. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that, I think, just to a good add, idea. add some intrigue. But uh, <laughs> What about, so, did you do comedy while you were there? I didn't, no. And there was, um, I, I heard as soon as I was leaving or very close to, there started to be, particularly in Frankfurt, because it was quite a, an international community, like a little bit of a comedy thing. Um, but I was, Germans are not like people who are known to laugh. <laughs> um, so it did not, it just like, it didn't seem like a fun way to start. And I yeah, think, tough crowd to I just didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to start like <laughs> oh, with such true. a tough crowd. Like I, if I was going to start, I wanted it to be like, you know, in New York, like for the first time, I didn't want it to be in Germany. Although I will say that once you start, everyone just bombs, right? So you might as well be able to blame it on a whole mm. other culture. Like, <laughs> I'm funny. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, like, America offices, people work, people can go, you, your shows, people work to you, go to a show and you're not even, like that's part, like in Germany, you're, office you, you you couldn't even count on them to show up to your shows i'm saying like right the no, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true it'd be hard to, to bring her yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have any friends for a long time that would have been tough 
I, uh, but if you ever watch like, you know, the germ, like on Netflix, they have like, you know, the German Chris Rock or something. And if you yeah. watch that, that video, it's like, you know, they cut to the audience and the audience reaction at the laugh line, the funniest joke is like very, you know, just mildly, <laughs> they sort of half smile and they're barely like, <laughs> like that was it. That was funny. Or they say that. Yeah, that was funny. You know, that's it. So they just, uh, it's a different kind of culture. They're a different, they're a different people. I do really miss that level of organization though. And like how clean it was and that you could like set your watch by the train. I like, was about to ask you, the trains run on time? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're okay. saying. Yeah. They're good at that. They really are. Kaplan's been waiting the entire podcast to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I At up least we me. got something out of you're it. Big, yeah. You're big into the trains? I'm big into knowing it's if the trains Hitler are on time. Line, right? <laughs> well, you know. The, the Hitler's chase. whole thing was that he made the trains <laughs> 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 whole thing. He had other things. That was one of his. You know, that was his justification w- for everything. There's always right? both sides of a, of a story. <laughs> good people on both sides. The trains in New York City, for instance, are good, disaster. Good people on both sides. That's yeah, true. Probably did not. you become friends with these people though after time? Or I did. Wear I down? did. It took me a long time. Yeah, they, wear them down. Yeah, yeah. They say like it takes a long time, uh, like a, a long time to get to know them, but then you have a friend for life. So I would say that, that that's probably true. Yeah. So you started comedy when you came back. I started comedy when I came back. So I came back by accident. Uh, I had gone to grad school in the interim and uh, in the Netherlands. So for about oh, wow. a year, I went to grad school in the Netherlands. And then I came back to Germany and I was going to like start restart my life there and get a job doing something in international development, which is what I went to grad school for. And then I came back to America for two weeks just for vacation. And I ran into a former coworker of mine and she was like, hey, you just got done with school. You have these big loans. I have a project that I need help with. Do you want to just like temporarily do this for three months and just like earn some extra cash and then go back to Germany? And I was like, yeah. And then I never went home and I got divorced. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, surprise. Yeah. I was like, I'm definitely coming home. And but you I did live didn't. in, you lived in the Netherlands in the middle of all that. Right? I did. Yeah. And also Peru in the middle of that too. Whoa. I, I did Peru for about eight months before I went to grad school. Wait, was that pre-divorce or post-divorce? That was all pre-divorce. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got so. It. And then you came back and you're like, well, am I, I'm going to do comedy? I always wanted to do comedy. It was like always something I wanted to do. And then I kind of in the middle of realizing I was getting divorced and like all this sort of stuff. You're just like, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. I was like 30, I guess, two or three at the time. And so I was like, I'm in New York. I'm like yeah. trying all this new stuff. Like, why not do it? And I took a class at the cellar. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go back to Germany and do comedy? Uh, I Gosh, uh, the idea of doing comedy in Germany is terrifying to me, oh, but is. maybe. Uh, I don't know. I've been back to Germany a bunch, and uh, my ex and I are still friends, and my dogs still live there, so I go back now and then. I mean, maybe. Are your ex yeah. is still there? He's still there, And yeah. you had dogs together? Yeah, we had dogs together. How yeah. do you decide he, uh, on who gets the dogs? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, no when I left, yeah. There's no legal. There's no rules. I know. Yeah, yeah. When, I, when I left, that was it. So, oh, they stay because yeah. it's harder to take them. Yeah, so. and they, he, they have a better life with him because I'm, like, running around a lot. And also, he ended up... Uh, uh, the maid that I hired before I left is Ooh, now his girlfriend and lives in the house. Whoa. She, oh, good that'd upgrade. be great in our TV show about <laughs> Army Wives. It's a great <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. The maid. That's a good four-episode four arc. Do they have dog walkers in these bases? Because people are scared to get outside. And they do have dog walkers, yeah. They, they have, have wag? Uh, probably, I don't know. Probably not, but something like it. Whatever oh, okay. the German word for wag is. Bog. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to say wag. Yeah. a lot of opportunities there. That's true. Kind of want to join the army. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to join the army anywhere, I'd want to be in Germany. Just that's, I agree. that's the place. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. great. I was I really. I loved living just there. To, like I, and as a matter of fact, uh, my ex got out of the military, and we kept staying. So we stayed beyond our. He was supposed to be done in oh. 
2010, and we ended up staying until 2014. And, you know, he's still there. He'll but he's not in the military there. now. He, he works just, as a private contractor connected uh, with the military, but he's ooh. not there anymore and could leave whenever he wanted. That's where the money is. That that's is it. where the money is. That's yeah. like the, not the joke. Yeah, Blackwater, so. baby. Oh, yeah. So wait, what are your shows in New York? Um, I am probably overdoing it with producing some stuff. So I have a show called No, What's Your Real Job? I do a monthly at the Lantern, and I just started one at New York Comedy Club. And then, is this what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I was like, am I answering the wrong question? <laughs> and then a couple other people, I do a series called Bring Your Friends Comedy. And we have one at Westside, one at the Huron Club, and also one at the Lantern. So What's too the Huron many. Club? The Huron Club is underneath the Soho Playhouse. It's just starting to be like a... Oh, I was there it? like last week. Yeah? Did yeah. you see Nanette or were you actually at the... Todd Montessi's show. Okay. It was insane. Was it the weed show? Everyone was on, I don't think they were on weed. They were on something a little more powerful. Jokes. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we get, oh, how can people find you? And then we'll get to the news. Oh, uh, I guess they can find me on the internet. Uh, oh. I have a website, abbywashuta.com. Sounds good. That would be a good way to do it. W-A-S-H-U-T-A. Yeah, Abby with a Y. Yeah. yeah nailed it. Thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. Yeah, yeah do you want to stick around and do the news? Oh, yeah, okay. Let's find out what's going on in the world. Let's get to the news. <laughs> All right, fun. Play the music. <laughs> Back, first news story of the week. This comes from some Time Magazine, Kaplan. Ooh. The State Department oh. wants to require visa applicants to submit five years of social media details <laughs> to, have, to be able to get into the United States. What do we think? I mean, they, what do they mean by details? They mean like all every single baby picture I posted and dog picture? I guess the last five years of all of your social media. I, my first thought in this is China-related. They they're not allowed to have social media. Ooh. Of well, any don't kind? they have, like, Weibo or something? Or? Yeah, unless you have to submit Chinese social media, like, like it's in a different language. They have WeChat, but they uh, Facebook's blocked, Twitter's blocked, Instagram. Literally everything's blocked. Everything's blocked. Yeah. Well, I'll do anything for followers. I'm desperate. I need <laughs> So little cap, cap in America, KP. In America. So, you know, if I can get people to follow me on Twitter this way. I'm just thinking about you know, the logistics of what five I'll, years of that means. So do you have to print out all of your posts for five years and give it to them <laughs> in a thing? Like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? I think it means, do you have to, or do you have to give them your like, password and they can log in and just look at everything? I was going to say, oh, isn't the whole thing about our government? Didn't, like, uh, what's his name? Who's the, the, the guy who went to Russia? Didn't he prove that they have access to all this anyway? What's yeah. his name? Snowden. Snowden. Or, or, Snowden. Oh, Snowden. Oh, yeah, <laughs> didn't Snowden prove that, like... No, but they have What's the, meta- the whole point of it. That is all metadata. That's all stuff. Like they know, What's like metadata. Like they know, like every phone call, like the number between this number, that number. They don't know what you said. They know the phone calls, and they can't. Uh, they look don't up know my like- Facebook page. <laughs> they definitely can look up your Facebook page. <laughs> well, they definitely can look they up your Facebook page. Is. But that's a lot of. I mean, right? You're saying the government, if you apply for a visa, should be able to just. see. Yeah, of course, they can look it up. Yeah, they can like, do it they- anyway. Yeah, no, I remember years ago in my job, which, I, you know, I remember once someone applied for a job and I looked up their MySpace page. That's mm. how many years ago this was, I think. <laughs> and it was like their, like, number one goal was, like, meeting Robert De Niro. And I was like, okay, <gasps> stalker, you should have taken that off before I a job. Wait, here so, we go. Here we go. It says, in addition to their social media histories, so I guess it's just you, you submit all of it. I don't really know how. Uh, visa applicants will also be asked for five years of previously used telephone numbers, email addresses, international travel, deportation status, <laughs> as well as whether any family member has been involved in terrorist activities. Oh, but don't we normally ask that already? That's like the last question on here. And also, don't Russians control all of our social media now? <laughs> so do they just get a free pass into every country they want? 
Right. So I should put pro-Russian things on my social media. Thus, yeah. When the Russians controlling it all. I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm going. But. Next story. <laughs> Chinese students. Oh, this comes to us from the Daily Mail. One of our finest news sources. <laughs> it is. Chinese students will be Chinese student will be deported after paying an imposter three thousand dollars to sit her entry exam for Penn State University. I think that means take. Yeah. yeah. In England, sit means take. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is we're learning things here. It's to, crisp to chips. sit her exam. Sit your exam. A Chinese woman pleaded guilty on Monday to cheating on college interest exams, becoming the latest person to admit wrongdoing amid U.S. probes into international students who use imposters to gain administration to American universities. First of all, I think it's hilarious that a Chinese person could just get another Chinese person to take the test and no one would So know that's what it was? The person showed up to take the test? Yes. And they didn't? They, yeah. they have an ID, they're just like, ah. It's a genius billion-dollar idea. Because you just lean right into the fact that all Chinese people look the same. Yeah. And people can't tell and the it, difference. Like, I, like this Chinese company based in the U.S. somewhere is like, well, if they think we all look the same anyway, like, we might as well make some money out of it. <laughs> they send the smartest one. How'd she get found out? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they got another Chinese person. I mean, I got to be honest. I Because <laughs> white is, people can't tell. Yeah. They had to put her in a lineup, and a Chinese person had to be like, no, that's not her. Yeah. I mean... Every exactly, <laughs> it's such discrimination though because all these white people who go to schools are high. Their parents are hiring like people, like college guidance counselor types who are basically writing their essays for them. Yes, they're all they're all studying for the tests, like with like you know the Kaplan courses. Shout out to my not not family, but uh, <laughs> by the way, can I tell you that's going on in China as well? Oh, there's a whole industry. I know people who are tutors over there. They're like SAT tutors or they're college entrance exam tutors, and basically they just end up writing. Those, all those essays you have to write, they write them for the Chinese kids. Yeah, exactly. So what's wrong? What's the difference with this? I mean, first of all, they pay $3,000 to get into Penn State. I'm from Pennsylvania. Penn State is, is, a, is a cheap school. That's a garbage school. I don't know it's, why you well, would pay $3,000. Yeah. So that's a terrible – they've already proven – Yeah, that's like a percentage of – Yeah, like you should have done that to get into like a more expensive school. Like the percentage <laughs> of how much tuition costs based on $3,000 – <laughs> I totally mean, maybe agree. she's a lifelong football fan, doesn't know about <laughs> Sandusky. I, I don't know. Like, what? I will say that I paid, when I was in China, I paid a guy, uh, I think 50 RMB, so $8, to take my driving test. Your dri- like your physical driving Written test? Written driving test. Oh. He was a Chinese guy. Yeah. So it wasn't based off the fact that we looked the same. But uh, <laughs> he was known, there was a loophole at that time where they hadn't come out with a driving test in English yet. Now, most countries, they're like, who cares? You need to learn a language if you want to drive. Right. Mm. But China was like, I don't know, trying to accommodate a little bit. So, <laughs> so that you were allowed to take a, um, a translator, in quotation marks, I would say, a translator, and then what he would do is just take the test for you. Oh but you drove, God. right? Did you have to drive at some point? No, it was only, if you no. have an American, if you have a uh, foreign driver's license, then you just have to take the written test. Were you standing there while he took it so you saw what the answers were supposed to be? Yeah, or? I was sitting right next oh. to him, but it was only offered in Chinese, so he just went through and did the whole thing. <laughs> the idea was be that he was supposed to read it for me, and then I was supposed to give the answers. But it's just like, whatever, you're it, paying him for... And here's the thing, we failed. Uh, we, yeah, we failed when he took it, and I was like, oh, man, we're going to have to come back next month or something, so it was like 45 minutes I think I failed. <laughs> yeah, he failed. And then he's like, nah, don't worry about it. We'll take it again. And we just walked outside, and then you just put your name back in. It's like waiting on the, for the bank. You put your name back in, and 25 minutes later, we took it again, and he passed the second time, and then we were good to go. Do you know that I failed my driving test the first time on, like, this guy? I, and he basically told you me. You can't squint? No. Told no. Before? I passed the written part. You get in the car. I think I failed the written part the first time. Pass it the second time. Get in the, the guy goes, get in the car. The guy goes, all right, I'm going to meet you over here. Drive over here and meet, pick me up. I drive over there, pick him up. He goes, you failed. You're, you have a learner's permit. You're not allowed to drive with an adult in the car. <laughs> <laughs> he 
<laughs> he tricked you? Gotcha question. Oh my god! And you waited in line to for like an hour to get this appointment. I was like, I got. And you come back like a month later. You can't he do it. Gotcha again. question. Gotcha now? question. Me, fuck anti-Semite. But anyway, and I'm also you thinking about reported to Sarah Palin. Thinking about Pennsylvania. I'm thinking about all the hate mail I'm going to get for ripping on Penn State. But I don't care. <laughs> What's next? So what do we think? Well, no, what do we think? I, I think that the lady should she be allowed to stay? She got deported. That's what happened to the Chinese lady. That was her crime. So she got deported I mean, for, her for cheating on the, the college thing? Yeah, because they said she was trying to defraud the U.S. government by oh, getting a... Oh, it was a state a, school. She was in a private school. No, it was a, coll- it was a oh, college scholar- visa. Oh. So she did it so she could get into the college so she could get a visa. But is there another school she can get into, like like <laughs> some community college somewhere on her own test exam ability? Chico State University or something? Yeah, I mean, I don't even... And what's her social media history so we can... <laughs> yeah, exactly. She faced up to five years in prison. Can you imagine? Like, I know, prison? or just leave. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? What She's are you like, here for? I'll show myself out. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, what are you here for? I'm here for rape. What are you here for? I hired somebody to <laughs> cheat on my entrance to take the uh, the SAT2 part of the exam. I couldn't get the... I'm S- here for rape is a uh, <laughs> common answer, I think, in prison. Inspiring to defraud the U.S. government. That's quite a charge for just cheating on a test. Next story <laughs> from the Huffington Post, Kaplan. Oh, yes. These three entrepreneurs want to open Germany's first leftover supermarket. <laughs> okay, wait, left, are leftovers a big deal in Germany? I guess leftovers are a big deal everywhere, right? Like, there's, a, like, it's, people are just, like, not... Well, some eating. countries you don't take leftovers to be seen doggy wealthy. Ba- well, doggy bags is an American thing, no? Is this leftover from a restaurant, or no, is this, so like, stuff that's not I, getting sold in I believe what store. he means is when, like, canned goods and stuff expire, they, like, throw them out, grocery stores. Yeah. Oh. And he's saying it's so wasteful that he would sell them other places. People who are willing to buy them, it's, like, better for the environment to not just toss all this stuff. Oh, God. And then people will pay cheaper prices. And he was going around, though, it says here, he was, like, going around and, like, stealing the stuff from, like, trash cans and stuff because before he, like, worked. They now he's trying to work out a business, I think, model behind this. <laughs> so it's a restaurant that serves trash cans? No, it's a supermarket expired. that serves expired stuff the supermarket, other supermarkets are dumping. I will say this. I would eat this. My wife 100% would not. Anything that's slightly expired, she oh, wants yeah. to throw same, out It must be a, a right guy, away. girl. My, my wife's the exact same way. I, I, like, it'll be like, mustard can't go bad. It's, 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 it hasn't been exactly. opened. Soy it's, sauce. <laughs> my wife threw out soy sauce. Yeah, she's like, really? like yeah. she goes through it like literally, like she's like, got an alarm reminder set to like throw things out the day is expired. Yeah, um, I'll eat anything. Yeah. Where do you stand on Me this? Me too. I agree. Eat, I'll eat anything. Oh, I'm like, go. I'm, I'm, I go with the like, is this, is this smell too bad to eat again? This is good for another week or something. That, that's fine. But I feel like uh, if it was American food, then Germans would be into it. Leftover American grocery store food. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone could stand outside the American grocery Wait, store. And you could do like, a base. Triscuits. We could, you could do a real side triscuits. business and do a base leftovers thing. Exactly. Just like the Triscuits and And, and then the you can sell it to the Gen Pop. Plastic and make cups. It, <laughs> try it all together. The Gen Pop. On the economy. On the economy. On the economy. Sorry. Sell it on the economy. <laughs> That's a billion dollar idea, no? It is, it is. Cha-ching? Yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. You actually could have been in trouble there by the military if you sold the stuff. You were not supposed to do that. You were also not right. supposed to be bringing Germans into the grocery store unless, like, That's they dope. could just participate and watch, but they weren't allowed to, like, touch anything. And so if they went in the grocery <laughs> store and started, no and started putting, <laughs> like, like stuff in the baskets, like, someone would yell at you and be like, no, not only, only the Americans are supposed to touch the food. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, they German, can't this German hands off our fine <laughs> triscuits. Wait, last thing on this. They say that the food, his idea is to make the food 70 percent cheaper than other stores of uh, course because it's out of a garbage can <laughs> <and it's tired. laughs> that's not that great of a deal right right it's worth zero but right. would you pay 70 percent cheaper for like expired sriracha sauce that hasn't been opened i mean i mean 100 yes yeah I so would. there you go it's half good. the time that's in the store it only works anyway. with condiments though right like what else are you going to sell in that store besides condiments and like right. canned goods it's like like a a beans, beans, spam. 
<laughs> not doing it with like meat with and dairy vegetables. and no, like my grocery store by me is like the it's like the most it's like the reject key food grocery store. Mm. So like you have to you kept every single thing you buy there. Even if it's a good deal, you have to check the expiration date because they sell every like half the stuff in the store is expired already. That's what I was gonna say. And on principle, I'm not gonna buy full price for things, even though I'll eat it if it's I've already paid for it. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. I'm not gonna go in and buy like an expired, uh, uh, you know, Heinz man, ketchup man with product. Principles. So yeah. Last news story of the week from the Huffington Post, Germany. Ooh, We're stepping up our game. HuffPo Last Germany. Was just HuffPo. Deutschland. I think it's HuffPo. HuffPo. Dot duh. Duh duh. Shout out. <laughs> The first vegan kindergarten in Germany will open soon in Frankfurt. Oh, that's that's your home. Sehr schön, yeah. What's, uh, wait, vegan kindergarten. Yeah. Is this to make these kids even weaker? Or <laughs> I thought if anyone yeah. Germans would be the ones to be like, F this. This is it. We're Aryan gonna... super race going in total backwards. It's really, to, yeah, going uh, down the drain. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I think, well, although wasn't Hitler a vegetarian? He was a vegetarian though, no? Oh, was he? Yes. Wasn't true? he? I think, I'm saying it's a fact. Just believe me. <laughs> I think he was. Not a vegan, but yeah. He's very left. I think they're saying that um, the vegan kids don't fit in in like in regular or regular schools don't in Germany Wait, don't. This is a bowling pl- like bullying plus vegan story. So yeah, they're opening up own- a vegan only kindergarten. This is these kids. Oh, now I feel way better about our chances to like come back and take over the world again. <laughs> yeah, you were saying about the German education system. <laughs> it's, yeah, their education system is high, but they're all vegan. They're gonna wither away and die by the age of eight. <laughs> I would now I'm pro Brexit. Yeah. If this is what the your EU's doing, if they're creating kids that are <laughs> vegans, I'm I'm all for leaving. I mean, I'm very against like um people I, I'm against making a kid a vegan, to yeah. be honest. Like I think kids Which, should be, be able honest, to be honest. Of course everyone is. Is anyone pro? <laughs> well, I mean you can be vegan, vegan of course. Parents, I vegan them. parents, but you should let your I mean there's protein issues. Like you should let your kids eat like, I don't know, eggs, some some stuff with some protein, and they can choose when they're a little older if they want to subscribe to your I don't know. Well, I just like the idea that not like it's. Are you a vegan, by the way? I didn't. No, but they they just (laughs) they feel like they don't want their kids to associate with non-vegan children because those children eat animals like bastards and (laughs) they don't want to grow up in a place where children don't have any. uh, What what do they say? It's like veganism's become ethical values. Oh, that's what they say about the kids who eat meat. We could not we could not find a kindergarten that lived up to our ethical values. I mean, that is. (laughs) I mean, that's like veganism becoming a religion where like like the real like the Orthodox Jews or whatever you wouldn't want to mix. You know, like like with the wheat, with the people who don't subscribe to what, how you eat or how yeah. you do this. I mean, that's like insane. And then, um, oh my god, I can't. So what do you do? It's only kindergarten though. What are you doing first grade? I don't know. Then like you a, have to then you have to mix <laughs> with the meat eaters. Ass kicked by all the bullies who've been waiting an entire yeah. year to beat yeah. them up. I mean, I one of the best things about kindergarten is that you know they have lunch at school, and I'm I'm glad, like Teddy's actually gonna eat some protein. I mean, it's hamburger, it's school meat. Are but there any wor- restrictions at, at Teddy's kindergarten? No, and that's a big. Some of these new parents get very upset by it because in the preschools they're like all peanut free zones and stuff. Oh, that's the big thing. Zone. And they're all like, get upset. Wait, the kindergarten's not a peanut free zone. And it's like, no. Now your kids gotta like, uh, t- you gotta learn Develop what life's an like. Immune the world is not a fucking peanut free zone. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to be around peanuts. Yeah, they're all so like you're supposed to like if you're bringing in cupcakes back to them. Like for you should like or bringing in dessert for your birthday if you have a guy a kid's got a peanut allergy. It's not that hard to like you know. I'm not bringing peanut butter cups, but yeah, they're, they're, there's meat. There's plenty of meat. It's Lunch meat, but you know, I, I, yeah, I thought that there's any, if there's anyone in the world we can count on to not give a shit about all this stuff, it would be Germans, but (laughs) apparently not. What is the world we've come to? How does, how do you think the alt-right feels about that where Germany's going? (laughs) Very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're German. That's the, they look to them as role models and now they're. So right and yet so left. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It comes all the way. It's like the joke's on you. You go so far left, you come back around to the right at some point. (laughs) All right. That's all. Abby, thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Kaplan, yeah. what should we do? Let's get lost. 
Get lost. <laughs> In America. <laughs> <laughs>